Through the forest I have gone, says Puck in Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream. Hard by a great forest dwelt a poor woodcutter with his wife and his two children, opens a story we all know. Whenever we hear those magic words, forest or wood, we know we're about to hear a story of adventure, likely of danger, perhaps of magic or transformation. There is possibly no landscape that is more evocative in the Western imagination than that of the forest. In his book, Forests, The Shadow of Civilization, Robert Pogue Harrison writes about the relationship between real forests and the forests of our imagination. He writes, Most of the places of human habitation in the West were at some time in the past more or less densely forested. Western civilization literally cleared its space in the midst of forests. A sylvan fringe of darkness defined the limits of its civilization, the margins of its cities, the boundaries of its institutional domain, but also the extravagance of its imagination. In the next few episodes of In the Weeds, I'll be examining some stories that vividly conjure up the forest to do important imaginative and symbolic work. In order to ask some broader questions, like, why is the forest such an evocative place in our stories? What does it stand for? And what does the imagined forest tell us about our relationship with actual forests, past and present? If you would like to read along or read ahead, here are some of the works I plan to discuss with my guests. Dante's Inferno, which opens with a famous tangled wood. Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream, fairy tales, and James Levin and Stephen Sondheim's reconfiguring of fairy tales in their musical Into the Woods, and Toni Morrison's Beloved. Before I leave you to your reading, a couple of notes on the words forest and wood. Here's John Lewis Stemple in his lovely book, The Wood, The Life and Times of Coxet Wood. In modern English, forest and woodland are used interchangeably except that forest suggests a larger area of trees, for example, new forest, Sherwood forest. T'was not thus in the past. Like the French word forêt, the English word forest has as its root the medieval Latin foresta, in turn probably derived from late Latin forest, meaning outside ordinary jurisdiction, being subject to separate forest law. Forest law was primarily designed to protect and provide game for the king's table. A forest would include large areas of land that were treeless, such as farmland and even whole towns. The word wood, of course, refers to the stuff of which trees are made, thus combining in one word trees as individuals and the collective ecosystem of trees, plural. Unlike forest, the word wood does not have a Latin or Roman origin, but seems to come from a mixed pre-Roman past, a smashing together of Welsh and Gaelic words for trees and an Old English word for tree and the stuff of trees, with a pinch of Old Germanic possibly thrown in. These words, forest and wood, are used interchangeably in many of our stories, but I like to think that the word wood is a nod to an older time of nomadic peoples who gathered nuts, berries, and edible plants and hunted in what John Lewis Temple calls the wildwood. I mention these things because as we enter the woods of the imagination, I want us to keep in mind the links that these fictional woods have with the real woods of past and present the ongoing conversation between the woods of our stories and the woods we get to know through lived experience.
If you have a favorite fictional wood from a book or a film that you'd like me to consider for an episode or just want me to know about, you can email me at askwith, that's A-S-Q-U-I-T-H, dot in the weeds at gmail.com or send me a message on Twitter at in the weeds pod. Okay, be back soon with Dante's journey that starts in a dark wood. Thank you.